0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. What's up, everyone? Liam, Brett, Caroline in the house. This is Kicked Back, and we hope you've been doing well. Liam, you got some Bolton news for us right off the top of the show. I also got this nice new
1: mug. Say, so for those of you that can't see and I'm watching the video, my mug, I got it for Christmas. It's actually black. It's a black mug, but when you put heat in it, oh. it changes into a reindeer on the beach along with Santa- a shirtless Santa Claus. So it's quite a good one. Yeah, it is a good one. That like makes you excited
0: to drink your tea and see the surprise. It
1: makes me excited to get another one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can see my boys again. I love it. But yeah, yeah, Bolton Wanderers, we're on the up. We're on the up. We're actually, so here's a little fun fact for everyone. There's only two teams in the English Football League pyramid that haven't allowed a goal in 2023. Arsenal and Bolton Wanderers. So you can save safe to say we're having quite a quite the time over at the Reebok Stadium, but we did just sell. So we obviously this January transfer window, we just sold Bakiyoko, who was like a kind of our target man. I think he has five goals this okay. season. So he's third in our team in scoring. Then we also sold our best player. One of, I guess, probably the best in Dapo Lion, who actually played for TFC. Oh, sick. He was in the academy. So I think he's only I think he's 23, 24. So he was on the Chelsea Academy and then his mom moved to Toronto to be on, uh, I'm sure it was like the Commonwealth Games Committee okay. or something like cool. that, or maybe Pan Am Games, one of those things. So he went and he was part of the TFC Academy when Jermaine Defoe was there.
0: Whoa. So,
1: yeah, so like, he, like he he knew Defoe because uh, obviously Defoe played for West Ham. Dapo yep. was also part of West Ham too, I think, and Chelsea and all that stuff. So we just sold him to uh St. Paul, I believe they're in Bundesliga two. So yeah, we, this is the second time in like a couple of years we've sold on that good player. Like we sold a guy a couple of years ago, Dennis Pulisic, to a team in Syria I so, I can't remember his, uh, the team name; it began with a C. But yeah, we just but we just got the guy from uh, United yesterday. What's his name, bro? Shola Shoretire. Shola Shoretire. So he was the youngest player to ever play for United in a Champions League game, or maybe it was just a European game. I can't remember. But I think it was just European. Yeah, yeah, so. That's a good replacement. So now we have our goalies, James Trafford from City. Uh, We have a a right back called Connor Bradley, who's on loan from Liverpool. And now we have Shuritiri from United. And we are sat, I've got it up here, we're sat fifth in League One uh, with 44 points. We're a bit off Sheffield Wednesday in second for automatic promotion, but... We're riding right now. We're, we're riding.
0: That's what I asked you off the show. I was like, can you guys get into the Prem? And you said you're you're." We're wrong. on the way. Yeah.
1: We're on the way. We've got a couple of years to go, but with Ian Everett, we are just on the rise. So it's good to see. It's good to see some success from a team that was like four hours away from going out of existence. So it's
0: nice. Here's a question for you. Would you rather see Bolton win the Premier League or England win the World Cup? Uh, Bolton won the Premier League. What?
1: Oh yeah. By a million miles. You know
0: what? I'm happy because that means you're a diehard fan. Oh man. yeah.
1: I got my little yeah. flag
0: here.
1: that <laughs> uh, in my car sometimes, but it doesn't work anymore. That's why it's in here. But yeah, I would love to see Bolton win the Premier League. Do you know what? So we used to have a manager. Some people might know him, Sam Allardyce, who is now known as like this guy that comes to these relegation teams and saves them. But when he was with Bolton, we were like pushing for Champions League. Like every single year we got in the UEFA Cup, but it was called down a few times. And like, I got a program up there. We played with Flesco Madrid, a bunch of teams. But I read his book and we used to have this, um, what do they call it? Chairman. Uh, Phil Gartside was his name. And he told Big Sam, we called him. He couldn't make it. To, he couldn't get the team into the Champions League because they didn't want to like spend the money yeah. to get there. And it's like we're in fifth, like we're one spot away from being in the Champions League, and they didn't want it to happen because it was like too much of a financial burden. So it's like what could have been, and that's why he left. So he left to go to Newcastle and all this stuff. And it's like, man, now here we are, League One. <laughs> we could have been a Champions League team, but here's what it is. We're on the rise. Everett's army is on the way.
0: <laughs> it could be worse. It could be worse. Honestly, it could be worse. You could be, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, Tottenham right now. Oh, boy. uh, Let's let's go into the Tottenham conversation. Up to nothing at half on City. Arsenal fans are probably rejoicing at halftime. Yeah. And in the second half, I don't know what the hell Pep said to this team at half, because you saw he was visibly upset when the second goal was scored. Uh, You know, Julian Alvarez comes out. Two minutes later, Erling Haaland scores his 22nd goal of the season. And then Mares scores a third goal. That's three goals in 12 minutes. Mm. Takes the lead. And then Mares, who was a contributor in all three goals, scores the fourth. Undeniably man of the match. Man, myth, legend, whatever you want to call him. He's been on fire in 2023. But man, Tottenham bottled it. City shows how good they are now five points behind Arsenal. So Arsenal's got to feel a little bit of a chokehold. Have United coming up this weekend. It's going to be a crazy game. Yeah. But Liam, you were just saying off the pod, Tottenham bottles games against big teams. All the
1: time. I can't remember a game. I said this earlier in the season, but they just don't win big games. They don't have that. They don't have that mentality, that killer mentality that quite frankly, City clearly have. (laughs) And even like Arsenal and somewhat United this season too to an extent right now. But yeah, like overall, like you look at that squad and it's so like, there's so many good players, but it's so glaring the issues. Like that fourth goal that went in yesterday for for City, like that was a horrible, horrible mistake by the centre back there. And like, Lloris has been a good soldier for Tottenham for a long time, but saveable. He's, he's yeah, it's post. Yeah, and he's he's got to be done right away. Like I don't, I don't really know what to fully think of them because on one hand, you have a great manager in Conte. I you agree. had a transfer window to get some stuff done you made like a fair amount of signings. Like Jed Spence doesn't play ever. So why did you even buy this guy? Like he's an upcoming like English prospect. And now he's just wasting away, not even on the bench half the time. He's just in the stands watching the matches. And you look at it and you like, I don't like to say this kind of stuff, but like what must Harry Kane be thinking? He must be like, I'm I'm getting pretty tired of this because they spend the money. They get all these different managers. And since Pochettino, it's been an absolute... Shit show, to be honest. It's been horrendous. I'm looking at the table right now.
0: I can't believe they're in fifth. Free Harry Kane at this point. Yeah. And it's funny because I made my Champions League predictions for the round of 16. And I said, if AC Milan can shut down Harry Kane, we can win this game. And a lot of, you know, English fans were like, well, AC Milan just lost to Inter. I mean, yeah, it is what it is. And we're not even getting into that. I think that there's a lot of tired legs after the World Cup. I know that there's a lot of tired legs. Mm -hmm. You have a couple, a few guys from that AC Milan team who played a lot of football at the World Cup. So I'm really not reading into that. I think if a team can shut down Harry Kane and kind of eliminate the fact that he could score a goal at any moment in time or have a big impact play at any moment in time in the game. I think this team's absolutely beatable. They're in fifth. Right now, they're not even in a Champions League spot for next season. Yeah. And and it's crazy to think because Tottenham was in the conversation at the beginning of this season. Oh, could they potentially win the Prem? Could they potentially win the Champions League? And this was a team, Liam, that we've said from the start that we think is slightly overrated. And we yeah. said slightly because there was a moment in time where they were secretly winning. But it just hasn't been consistent for them.
1: Yeah. I I think that's the biggest issue, isn't it? Like they just can't find that run of form all the time. And I know like some injuries have like kind of played them a little bit. Like losing Kulicheski is always, Mm -hmm. it's whatever team you're on. If you lose a player, like that it's not going to benefit you. But like, they just don't have that midfield to really like dictate games and stuff. And I just, you look around, it's like, there's not, the X factors aren't there right now. Like Son hasn't been great this season. I wonder if he's injured. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I was just like overworked maybe. Yeah, like he I He had don't that know. fracture
0: obviously at the World right. Cup we saw. I just wonder if there's been a lot put on him and he's dealing with more injuries than we even know about.
1: Yeah, maybe. I'm just trying to look here because I know for a while. So what's he at? He's at four goals, but he got a hat-trick in his Leicester. Okay. That was at the start of the season. So here's the list for people listening. Harry Kane has 15 goals. Son Hoiberg and Ben Takura, four Ben Davies, Kulicheski, and Eric Dyer and Ryan Session, you have two. That's who's scoring goals for them. They just can't score. They just can't score goals. And <laughs> dude, how many
0: times have we been watching Tottenham play? And it's Harry Keane who pulls one out in the 93rd. It, he's, like your hero. Yeah,
1: <laughs> he's he's the only reason this team is relevant at all right now. And it's it's as an English player, like you want to uh, sorry, you want to see English players in the league, but like if you're him right now, like how are you not looking at like well Benzema is kind of getting a little old and now like Real Madrid might have a spot for me. And you go and be the best player in the world for one of the best teams in the world.
0: And I feel for him because we said this many times on Kickback, he's not talked about enough in that number nine conversation. And I Mm -hmm. wonder it's because he's never won that trophy, right? And sometimes it happens to be the team that you're with. And again, Harry Kane missing that penalty against France in the World Cup. I'm sure that wasn't, you know, like he wants to move on from that and start (laughs) winning and start scoring. But this guy needs some help. And he's on a team right now that's not doing it for him.
1: Yeah, like that, that's the issue. So since they got back from the World Cup, this is kind of what's gone down for them. They drew 2-2 against Brentford. I think that might have been a late goal there. Uh, they came back from 2-0 down, so credit to them on that one. Lost to Villa at home, beat uh, Crystal Palace away, and then lost to Arsenal, lost to, City, lost to City yesterday, obviously. And now, like, I think Champions League is, is sounds great to say they're only like five points out of it, but like, I don't think Champions League is in, in the question. for no, time I at the really moment. don't. I don't think it's even close. I think Newcastle is kind of riding that wave. Mm-hmm. They've got money. I got a feeling of probably. Yeah, my boys, my tunes. <laughs> I think they'll get probably another player this transfer window and like players coming back fit. Like their squad's just going to get stronger. United's kind of pushing themselves away from that fifth spot now too. Obviously City and Arsenal are at the top, but like you look below them like Fulham's riding with tons and tons of confidence. I'm not saying Fulham's going to get in Champions League, but like, what's to say Fulham just doesn't keep this momentum alive and then just take Tottenham out of that Europa League spot too.
0: Yeah, I mean, crazy. there's one thing, Liam, that you, you know, I remember England was playing the US at the World Cup and Harry Kane wasn't having a good game. And I'm like, at what point does... your guys Southgate Southgate, take him out. And I love what you said, because it was a reminder of what we knew from champions league, Harry Kane. And even, you know, what we've seen in the prem, you don't take Harry Kane out because he can get the job done in the very, very last minute of the game. And he's mm-hmm. absolutely that kind yep. of player. But at some point that player, like he had support in England needs that support in Tottenham. And you just read the stats of the other guys on his team. It's not good enough.
1: Yeah. It's not and that I, I'm
0: totally confident saying that. That's why as an AC Milan fan, I don't think drawing Tottenham in the round of 16, they can turn it up. Yep. It's a completely different ball game. It's a different tournament. I just didn't, I don't think it's the worst case scenario for us because you shut down their best player, their other guys have to show up and if they don't, it's a win.
1: Yeah, that's why we spoke about the US thing just there. That's why I think Kane's the best striker in the league. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Holland bangs yeah, it might, in for yeah. fun. He can do it all. And like, you know, even Ivan Tony to that extent, but like, nobody does everything like Harry Kane does. Like, how many? Is, let me pull out. I, I mean, I'm he had a moment
0: that. yesterday in the game where he did like this crazy slide tackle and and basically asserted himself in in, in a really good goal scoring mm-hmm. chance, if not a goal scoring chance. I can't remember correctly, but he does do everything.
1: Yeah, and he's that's what he is. So Holland is three assists this season and twenty two goals. Hopefully, this doesn't come and bite me in the ass at this point right now. Oh, it's definitely going to. Harry Kane, one assist. You really screwed me there, Kane. But my point is... <laughs> <laughs> my point yeah. is, if he was on a team that actually scored goals, he would get way more than that, too. Yeah. Like, he read all those stats. Like, nobody scores. So that's the thing with Kane. Like, he can drop back lower, kind of facilitate other guys. And then, like, with Haaland, they obviously just play different roles. Like, Haaland's just, like, going to stand on the last man every game and he's going to poach it. Like, Kane's just so diverse and can just do so much. Like, if you're, like, a Real Madrid, even, like, honestly... AC Milan like some of these massive teams Bayern Munich's now looking for a striker you may have heard they lost Lewandowski at one point Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe this is like Kane's like last season with Tottenham like there's no rumors about this but like would anybody be shocked I certainly would not be
0: he needs to make a change and I'm with you Liam I love legacy but at some point for a player's growth they need to change it up and that's why I Mm -hmm. loved when Lewandowski left Bayern Munich because he needed a change he needed everyone wanted no one Barcelona fans didn't want to see Messi leave but maybe it was time for messi to go yeah. to a different league this needs to happen for a player's growth uh the conversation i've seen so many conversations around kane and Lewandowski and which player's better and that's the argument people gave give for kane is that he has that ability to drop back and do so much for a team in his position that goes beyond just a striker yeah. and i agree it's just we haven't been able he's almost been held back in recent years and and i it kills me because I love him so much as a player that I want to see him flourish. And I do think just like I'm so passionate about Lewandowski being more respected in that number nine role, I think Kane deserves even more respect. He just has so much potential and like talent that we don't always get to see that he's not included in that conversation.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. And I guess to flip the conversation onto like a city side of things, like, Just shows that why they're the champions. Oh man, why they're the champions? They're they're just an unbelievable team. They're not like as great as they have been. I think is fair to say, but like the fact they're just able to come out and (laughs) score four goals in the second half. Like I looked at that score at halftime was oh wow it's two two nil Tottenham and I thought no worries no worries in the bag. Like there was no problem. there. it's kind of like last season when they played Villa on the last game of the season, and I think they were down two 0 or something, right? And they scored three goals in like space of five minutes. Like it's absolutely insane how much talent this team has. Like Alvarez, Holland, and Mara's got the goals yesterday. Like no other team in the in the world can like produce that kind of talent, just like waves and waves of it. And I, I guess on another point, like it's a credit to. Arsenal, how good they have been this season! To, like, I agree. Be ahead, and I know they haven't played yet. I think that's next weekend is when they kind of collide with each other. So for me, that's where like the title is honestly going to kind of come down to. Sorry, they play each other in the FA Cup next week. The first matchup between Arsenal and and City is February fifteenth.
0: Okay, so let's talk about this because you know we need to include United in this conversation because there was some point in time where United were at yeah. the bottom of the table for the first time in thirty years which mm-hmm. blows my mind. That was after they lost 4-0 to Brentford. And Brett here, our producer, is a United fan. Now they're in third place, had the potential to get into second place. Crystal Palace tied the game in the final oh. moments off that free kick, which was, for me as someone who's, you know, obviously not a United fan or a Crystal Palace fan, I just thought it was so funny that that happened. But the potential in that game was that Eric Ten Hag and this United team would have been the first team in since 2014 to win 10 consecutive games in all competitions and get second in the table that obviously right now that top three spot is very, very competitive. Mm. So it's just crazy to see what United's done. It's crazy to see how city has this bite that no one can underestimate and how they can come back at any given time. I feel like there's been a lot of games this season that city has come back from and they do yeah. it with absolute, like when they're in that momentum, they're unstoppable. And then you've mm. got Arsenal, like you mentioned, Liam, who are these powerhouses since the beginning of the season, Stayed at the top of the table, mm. but can City silently kind of creep back in there? Can Can Arsenal beat United? Can you need United beat Arsenal? Like, this is a crazy conversation right now.
1: Yeah, like this weekend's going to be a big one, obviously, with United and Arsenal, but no Casemiro for United. I know. He's suspended. Which so is, that, he's so clutch, man. Yeah, he's a big reason why United's where yep. they are, but like the irony of it all is... City come back in all these games where it's famously known as like Fergie time when yeah. United will always come back and score late. And now City are the ones kind of coming back and getting these late goals or what? Yeah, it's turned into <laughs> Pep time pretty quick. But I guess to touch on United. I think Ten Hag has just really put his stamp on this team now. The identity of this squad is in there. Mm-hmm. He's getting like fantastic performances out of players like you wouldn't expect like Rashford was so dull since like the Euros yep. essentially, you could even probably question his performances before the Euros too. He's getting the best out of him. I think this is the first game he hasn't scored a goal in yep. since they come back from the World Cup. Absolutely insane, to be honest, that they've been able to do that. Uh, obviously, Ericsson's kind of finding his groove a lot.
0: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?
1: Bit, But the one for me that's kind of shocking is Aaron Wambasaka Because at the start of January, they were like, he was pretty much, his bags were packed. yeah Like he was out the door. Now he's a starting right back. Like David De Gea, like bidding consistent, but he made a sick save against Palace the other day too. I'm very curious to see how Veghorst kind of plays into all of this. I think it'll really help them to have just that legit target man up there. Someone who doesn't need the ball. He's just going to kind of like, He's not like Haaland in the sense of like he's got the pace and the strength and everything, but like he can finish yeah. and he's going to get up there and that's just going to help Anthony and like Rashford on the wings to get there. So I don't see United pushing and getting the league. I can see it. Sorry, I can see them pushing to get it, but I don't see them getting the league. But I think it's a massive step for them.
0: Dude, they're in the Champions League right now.
1: Yeah, which is way, honestly, Manchester United belong. They belong in the Champions League. I agree. I
0: agree. And what Ten Hag's done is is honestly quite incredible. But I think, you know, we touched on this quickly. Casemiro has brought so much to this team. And I think that, you know how they say when there's one bad apple in the locker room, like it can cause a cancer in the team. Mm -hmm. On the opposite side of things, you can have a player that is just so mentally and emotionally positive and and it brings so much to a team I think that's what Casimir has done for United we obviously know the story of what with his agent that when he saw that United got the loss to Brentford for nothing he said tell them I'll fix that like he wasn't afraid of that so I thought he was going to United for the paycheck yeah. so this guy genuinely wanted to come in and make an impact I think that that's so commendable and we see a moment from him um, I think he had to come off the pitch and, and deal with some bit of an injury and he was basically like fighting the athletic trainer to get back on the field your players and your Teammates see that, and you're like, dude, Casimir really wants to play, like, so do I. That stuff's contagious. Just as is negativity, so is positivity. And what he's done, and what Ten Hawk has done to bring that culture into this team, where I don't know what, two months ago, Liam, it was all I saw was Glazers out and fans were toxic and players were toxic. And every headline was, you know, United's finished and relegation was on the table. Like it was (laughs) crazy. And here we are, January, what, 20th. 20th. And we're saying United deserves to be in the champions. Like it's just absolutely wild what has happened. And full credit to Ten Hag. Full, I don't like the guy, but full credit (laughs) to Ten Hag.
1: It's, um, I think, like you said there, like one person can kind of change a yep. locker room in one way or another. And in that sense too, like you need people to buy into your program. Yes. And now it seems like United have those characters where they're such passionate players, like Martinez, for example. Like that guy is, man, isn't he like nine or something crazy yeah. like that for a center back? And he's just such a passionate player. Then you have Varane, who's just like the ultimate professional in there. Bruno. Bru- I was going to say Bruno. He doesn't like, lack it, emotion. You no, know, he's just like, he's just like the fact he's like the captain now, essentially Mm -hmm. is such an interesting thing, but also shows like his dedication to the program. And we saw that in the sense with Bruno at the um, Portuguese camp too, when the whole Ronaldo stuff, he's like, we literally do not care. Yeah. So yeah, I think United's kind of there and like on the progression in the right way. But I think Arsenal is just the biggest story this season. Like it's crazy to think what they've been able to do and like, credit to that players and an depth that squad has. And it's uh, I think their new signing of Trossard is incredible. I yes. think it's absolutely not. So they were able to get him for like that fee. And I, I get it like 28, almost 29, whatever it is, but you also paid 28 million for someone who is, who is producing in the Premiership. Like that's such a, that's such a bargain. Like considering oh, yeah. you're about to buy, uh, what's his name? Mudrick, I think his name was right. Um, for hundred million, and you get someone for that for twenty eight, and it's just like it's like he's essentially a stopgap, but he's a stop that is going to develop, makes your team stronger, and that's ultimately how you win the league is to have a, a, a strong squad. And I think United, uh, sorry, Arsenal is kind of progressing in that way. Obviously, like Gabriel Jesus being out isn't ideal, but Eddie and Ketier has stepped in too and started scoring goals for him. So I like a lot of stuff that's happening in the Premier League right now, and I'm I'm glad to see big teams. Like Arsenal and United, who when I was growing up, they were they were the league's best. Yeah, now back at the top.
0: Yeah, no, it's crazy. I, I this this whole season of football in general has just been wild, mm-hmm. wild, and I'm here for it. Okay, if you had to pick one team to to get to the top of the table and win the Prem right now, would you rather Arsenal win and and have this like really steady season, or City come back and cause an uproar?
1: Arsenal. Okay, I'd rather Arsenal one. I just. I like, like I said, I like seeing those teams get back to the top and that fan base has gone through some suffering in oh, quotations sure. because there's a lot of other teams that go through much worse suffering, but to their standards, they have not been to where they want to be in probably 15 years, I would assume somewhere around there. So, yeah, I would like to see Arsenal just kind of get back to the top and, and win it and just get a change, change of yeah. something.
0: I, I don't. I yeah. I'd love to see it for Arsenal too. I think it'd be fun if City made it interesting.
1: Yeah, because I don't to. care
0: about either team really. Yeah, so it'd I'm be nice you. to be like a little bit of a nail biter.
1: There's two former Bolton players on Arsenal too, so I'll take them. Rob <laughs> Holden. <love> <laughs> (laughs) And Aaron Ramsdale was in our academy. So you're welcome. I love it.
0: Okay. Last 10 minutes of our show. We can't leave without talking about PSG versus the Riyadh all-star 11 team. So obviously we got the messi Ronaldo showdown, possibly the last time we ever see these two play against each other. But I I don't know if I really believe that because I just feel like it was such a like fans were so happy with that game. And it was such a (laughs) unbelievable marketing tool for them that I just feel like um, the Saudi Pro League and, and everyone in Saudi knows what they're doing with that, that I think that and Messi all of a sudden now being in the conversation of potentially one day going to the Saudi Pro League, we'll be seeing it a lot more than we think. I hope not too much so it, lo- it doesn't lose its luster. But... Yeah. I thought this was a great game. Nine goals in the game total. 5-4 for PSG. Ronaldo scored two goals. Messi scored a goal. Neymar missed a penalty. You know, Bernard gets a red card. We just got a little bit of everything. And I'm like, what is this like little mini all-star game that we got full of like some of the world's best footballers? Give it to me all the time. I love it.
1: Yeah, I, this will not be the last time we see Ronaldo I and Messi. I definitely don't think so. Because either. they'll both be in the MLS in like two years. <laughs> Playing against yeah. each other every the single street. week.
0: So On the same, gosh, imagine on the same team. Into Miami. That would Miami, be a plot twist that would be a massive plot, plot twist. twist screw them playing against each other put them together put, make them a dynamic duel. yeah that would be
1: something and just put yeah put them on into miami and then just have higuain in the middle
0: <laughs> 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 that would be hilarious Honestly.
1: yeah um yeah i mean this is kind of what i would assume the saudi league wanted when ronaldo came yeah like, this is probably what they had in mind where they were like yeah we'll get the bet we'll just put our best 11 players or whatever it is. Like. 20, whatever the squad was. I think it's one of the best teams in the world in PSG. And we'll just mark it that way. And that's how this league's going to grow if it wants together yeah. at all. Like I, I saw a thing the other day. I can't remember who put it out, but like essentially the level of competition Ronaldo will be playing, like his team, what's his team name again? Al-Nassar. Al-Nassar, yeah. So that would essentially be like they're ranked as a team that would kind of push for a playoff spot in the championship and the lower-end teams are, like, teams he would play in, like, the conference. So this is what this league needs, is, yeah. like, PSG to come and, like, go against him. And I I guarantee in the summers where they do, like, all these leagues, like, the Audi Cup and, like, all this kind of stuff, like, Al Nassar will be in all of those. For sure. All of them. I wouldn't, like... Maybe politically this wouldn't work, but like, would anybody be shocked if we saw like a Saudi Arabian all star team versus like an MLS all star team? Like, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Maybe a neutral site more other than them coming to the US, but like, yeah, from like a football thing, like, I could definitely see something like that happening with Ronaldo there.
0: I just think it's so cool how we're now getting introduced to this Saudi Pro League and that league is going to grow, which obviously Mm -hmm. is good for their players and the players growing up, you know, on that side of the world who want to play. And and it just also shows you the impact that Messi and Ronaldo have. Like a fan paid $2.6 million for a VIP ticket to that game. (laughs) $2.6 million to see two of the greatest players of all time score a combined three goals. So he essentially got what he paid for. It was a super entertaining game. And I think just the way the future is going. We're going to be seeing a lot more of these situations where, you know, you get to see Mbappe score a goal. Neymar miss a a bad penalty, but also have a very good assist to Messi. Messi scores in the first three minutes of the game. The storylines in this game wrote themselves, and it's just very, very iconic to see what two people, Ronaldo and Messi, can do to elevate a Saudi pro league football in general, you know, how many people probably watched that game, Brett, you spoke to this, how noisy that game was, how people were invested. Like Ronaldo came off and he was giving his teammates handshakes and his teammates were like in awe of him. Like, Oh my God, like Ronaldo just came off the field and I'm his teammate and I get to give him a high five. So cool to see, you know, it's just only going to grow the game. And a lot of people had a lot of things to say about Ronaldo going to Saudi Arabia. But I think Long term, we're going to see some a lot of positive effects from what Ronaldo's done for the game. Yeah,
1: yeah, and that's that's got to be his his thing now. Yeah, he's not where he was. It's, exactly, it's not his fault. He's what is he now? Thirty seven or something yeah. like that. Like he's getting up there, but this is what he's got to be. And I'm just I'm glad to see yesterday in the game too. And I'm sure this was like part of some contract, like they didn't just play 20 minutes. Like the stars didn't yeah. just come off the bench and play the last 10 minutes of the game. Like they all played like 60 minutes. I'm sure that was part of it. Like they you all scored to, a goal basically. Yeah. Like Neymar should have. Yeah. That's what like, you want to see that yeah. like for Saudi Arabia fans, football fans, like it's been a big couple of months. Like you beat Argentina at the world cup, like the, the world cup's right there for you as well in Qatar. You can go and see that. And now you get to see watch Ronaldo and Messi on the same pitch again in your own country. Like, That must be a feeling that like none of those fans ever thought they would see. Like it's actually insane that we're kind of at this point.
0: And I know it's a friendly sidebar. Ronaldo's turning 38 in February 5th. So the guys, you know, stood doing pretty damn well. Right. So, um, sidebar, it's just like, you know, that the players themselves, like Messi and Ronaldo know that if they go into this game and they have a moment, it's going to affect naturally the other player. You saw Ronaldo's face when Messi scored. He kind of did this little laugh, like, of course. Right. Then you see Messi's face when Ronaldo's about to take a penalty. Like these guys know the storylines in this game and obviously the natural conversation that's Between these two, it just adds. Like sometimes I feel like I'm watching, you know, this ultimate like WWE uh, (laughs) pay per view between these two. And I'm just so here for the entertainment. And that game gave me everything. It was a nice game to watch post World Cup, where again, I know it was a friendly, there's nothing on the line, but you got such good entertainment from it. And I hope, I hope again, we don't see too much of it where it becomes uh, like norm, but I do hope that we see a lot. Uh, more of it in terms of the way that we're going to now get to see Messi and Ronaldo, who are probably in their final years of their game, how well they're marketed together. It's time. Join forces.
1: Yeah. I think next we'll see this Saudi Arabian League 11. Versus Manchester United. Oh my God! Can that'll imagine? be it. that'll
0: be the next one. Holy shit! Could you imagine Al Nassar and they beat United? Ronaldo <laughs> scores a Hattie in front of Ten Hag. <laughs> yeah. Dreams, dream. I'm manifesting that for Ronaldo. I think
1: I think that's it. I'm just trying to think of like the biggest. It's all a storyline now, right? You've had Messi and Ronaldo. You're not going to do it again. You've already done it. United's next. Or Real Madrid. I mean, it's going to be one of the two. Be I guess. Wild.
0: Um, what was I going to ask you? Shoot! Shoot! Just left my mind. Ugh, this happens all we'll the time. I don't know. <laughs> Clouds in my head. I would start talking about Messi and Ronaldo, and I get excited. <laughs> uh yeah. No, that's that's basically all I have from that game. Oh, Mbappe. Mbappe, uh, his moment of like Ronaldo showing him that he got hit by the goalie and like all this whole theory about Mbappe, you know, having all these posters of Ronaldo in his childhood room and like how he looked up to him and like Ronaldo and him are having a moment. That's got to just be so cool for Mbappe too. Yeah. Like think about, okay, us is one thing, but Mbappe's like, holy shit, I'm playing against my idol right now and like we're having a moment and, you know, he touched his cheek. I'm just like, it's fun for the players.
1: Yeah, it is fun just to have that lax, lax game around it. And I've been trying to think like I wonder how many times they've played each other. Messi, uh, Mbappe, and Ronaldo. Like, I wonder, like, they must have come together at one point. I can't think off the top of my head. But I'm just, because I don't think it would have happened to United, unless that PSG thing didn't happen last season, did it? No. So, I don't think it would have happened there. Real Madrid, I don't know if Mbappe was really doing much then but yeah Yeah, i can't think of something off the top of my head but i mean like maybe that's one of the first times they've actually had like an interaction yeah which is just cool like you said like this game meant literally nothing but a storyline and we got everything we wanted. You could write a full book on what happened yesterday.
0: And there's nine goals, which shows that the teams wanted to win. Yeah. It was a friendly that meant nothing, but each team tried to keep scoring.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like people, like you said, paid way too much money to go. But yeah, that guy has a lot was, of money to spend. Yeah, <laughs> he was entertained and yeah, it that worked. You paid for. Have you got anything there, Brett? Uh, no. No. I just found a game from last year.
0: Well, I have this conspiracy theory, and obviously this is a joke, so no one come for me. It's not real. But we all know that Mbappe commented on Ronaldo's post after the World Cup with the goat emoji, Mm -hmm. which I thought was so funny because he's literal teammates with Messi at PSG. Uh, But, you know, it's Mbappe's, you know, like you can't read too much into it, right? But I said uh, he ended up taking that penalty instead of giving it to Messi because he wanted Ronaldo to finish the game with more goals than Messi. (laughs) Never know, guys. It's a great Never theory. know. Never know. I don't want to go down conspiracy land, but Why not? maybe you wanted Ronaldo to to finish on a high in that game, not messy. Um,
1: should we close out with our yeah. cool bet stuff? Go ahead. Let me just find the Premier League here. Did you guys get any? I did the exclusive bet the other day of what was the one I did on who who played on Wednesday? United, Crystal Palace. I think I missed on that one mm-hmm. actually. So that's a bad example. But our okay. bets have actually been. Hitting pretty strong. I cannot find the Premier League stuff. Oh, there it is. All right. Liverpool-Chelsea this weekend, actually. That's a big one.
0: Okay, because they're ninth and 10th. If I... (laughs) Mid-table
1: clash.
0: Yo, but (laughs) like, what the hell? Mid-table clash with teams that should not be... Maybe Chelsea could still be considered mid-table, but not really. Like, it's kind of unacceptable. Slash, (laughs) Liverpool fans probably have been crying every single day in the last month. Well, Chelsea just don't want to buy
1: any players they actually need and just buy (laughs) winger after winger after winger, so they can do whatever they want. But my... So, Liverpool are minus 110, favorites to win. Chelsea 320. But... I don't think either of them will win. I honestly think it'll be a draw. I'm not going to bet the draw. Pain. because Yeah, pain. that's just boring.
0: Absolute pain. I think
1: they'll just score over two and a half goals in this one. That's kind of my thing. So I could probably see like a 2-1 game. That's minus 136. The other game, that'll kind of be fun this weekend, which is a bit of a weird one to kind of look at, but... West Ham versus Everton. Okay. So here's, so obviously, relegation battle. somehow West Ham are in this with them.
0: Sad face, because yeah. I was really hoping for them to have a good season. I was
1: too. So West Ham are minus 119. as the favorites on the money line, because they're at home. Everton plus 394. But one thing to consider in this, David Moyes was the manager of Everton for a long, long time. Okay. So I wonder if the boys will kind of rally around David Moyes, give him the win. I know he's played Everton a bunch of times before, but like... It's always good to get one over, over your ex, right? So I think <laughs> well West Ham bad. will take this one. I actually kind of like them to win by two or more. So I don't have the odds on that, but that'll be one of my exclusive bets for this match here. Damn. I don't know. <sighs> I'm trying to find the United odds, but my iPad is just, oh, there it is. It's just not scrolling for me. So the last one we'll look at, and then we'll let you all go. Obviously the biggest match of the weekend. Actually, I just realized Fulham played Tottenham this weekend which is a big one too. Honestly, I'm going Fulham. I'll take him Fulham on that one. Again, Tottenham don't win big games. Fulham's a big game. So I'll take Fulham on that one. Plus (laughs) 225. Just hand me the check. (laughs) And then, so last game we'll talk about. Arsenal United. Minus 109. Arsenal are the favorites. United plus 305 to win. Where are we putting our money here? Bear in mind, United did just beat City with a very controversial goal. They were plus three twenty-nine to win that game. And when I was in Viva Las Vegas, Mayor <laughs> slid a couple of bucks on them early in the morning. And I that was a nice that paid for a couple of a couple of mimosas, I'll tell you that on that on that morning. So minus one oh nine. Who have we got? Arsenal or United?
0: If this game was at Old Trafford, I'd actually think And and to me, Casemiro isn't everything, but it is a big loss because this guy Mm -hmm. has such clutch tackles that like it's I'm just so impressed by him. I I have to say Arsenal. I don't think Arsenal is going to fumble the ball right now.
1: I kind of think that too. Brett, what are we thinking? Glory, glory, man.
0: United. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. <laughs> so I, think, I think he wants United you know to win. <laughs> That's why we didn't
1: give you a mic. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I'm i just going to go with uh, the future Premier League champions.
0: Yeah.
1: Arsenal are winning. Arsenal are going to take three points. I do think this could be a bit of a goal fest. I I'm going to go with a juicy, and this will be my exclusive bet for this one. I think the final score in this match will be 3-2 to Arsenal's. But I'm not going to go over four and a half goals because that's just nuts. So I'm going to go with over three and a half goals in this match. So right now the line is set over three, which is plus 116. So you'll probably get a little bit higher, maybe around 125, 130 for three and a half. So, yeah, I think Arsenal will take this one.
0: Has Gakpo scored for Liverpool yet?
1: No, he's been brutal. (laughs) He has been really bad. And Nunes
0: is what? Like... Yeah. yeah Brutal I, maybe it's, it's interesting Because right before the World Cup He hit stride And then yeah. so he went to the World Cup And like Obviously Uruguay was terrible More Brutal yeah And now he's kind of like oh, I feel for him But at yeah. the same time Man for that price point You gotta figure scratcher. it out
1: You like, have to Yeah It's interesting too We'll see if teams Continue I think they will I think this is kind of a stupid point But either way Like a team's just gonna keep Spending his money on One hit wonders Like Nunes Had not been established And I know he had a good season in Benfica or whatever I think he got two Champions League hat tricks But like do you really need to spend 80 million on that guy? But let I someone know. else make that mistake. Like you don't need to do it. So we'll see.
0: We'll and now see. where they really need Jude Bellingham. Yeah. Like, no they money. Yeah, yeah. No money. All yeah. right, guys, this has been kicked back. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Enjoy the weekend games. Let us know what your predictions are for the game. And if you're going to be placing a cool bet, bet, um, and we'll be back yeah. next week. Yeah.
1: Stay cool. Yeah. Honestly, that's <laughs> perfect. We'll end there.